0: Good evening. Here I am, restraining myself from singing along with the Queen of Sheba. As you know, I did little, I've just done it, haven't I? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good evening. It's Denise here. Two hours of fantastic classical, happy classical music from eight till ten. Now here on Sid Valley Radio. How's your week been? I shall just turn the music down. We love the Queen of Sheba, but you know you can have too much, can't you? So, how's your week been? I hope it's been all right. Has it? I've been rather busy running around after people, as you do, <laughs> loving it, but being really busy. Anyway, um, I thought to myself, what can we, what can we start the show with? Because we always have a bit of excitement here at the front end of the show, as you know. And I haven't played this for ages, and I just thought um, one of our Holy Trinity, one of our Beethoven Bach or Mozart. is Beethoven, with quite possibly the four best-known notes in classical Music <laughs> told you the f- most famous four notes in musical history <laughs> the symphony number five in c minor first movement therefore but of course you'd know it better as Beethoven's fifth and it's quite interesting because it was actually his fourth <laughs> i'm not lying to you why would i um he began his fifth symphony 1804 don't you know and uh, but didn't finish it before he well he did well he started the fifth and then he did the fourth, and then he just got it got well, whatever. It got all worked out round the wrong way, so it ended up being the fifth, even though it was his fourth. <clears throat> so yes, because he started the fifth, which is the one that you've just heard, and then he started his fourth and finished the fourth before he finished the fifth, which is why the fourth is called the fourth and the fifth is called the fifth. Anyway, he um, he premiered that <clears> at <throat> the same time as he premiered the. Uh, the 6th which was the pastoral symphony i've often played uh the first and second movements of that one and uh, not this evening obviously cause only one Beethoven at a time and uh but yeah it's interesting isn't it it's it's, it's such an iconic piece of music and of course very fortunate for uh for us all really that the da 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 those four notes in that order or well, those four beats actually uh or the letter v in morse code which is, of course was adopted for uh the second world war and why church went round in the v sign although obviously the right way round um when we were beating the nazis because uh well that was just great wasn't it v five roman five you know victory it's just it all just tied in it makes you wonder whether that was meant to be quite interesting um uh, Beethoven was allegedly to, to have said, um, "I'll just read from my my, my Bible of classical music." <clears throat> the first movement opens with two statements of the famous motto, da da, da da separated by a pause. Thus, fate knocks at the door. Allegedly said Beethoven with this piece of music, and maybe fate was knocking at the door. When you think of what happened in the Second World War and how this piece of music rallied everybody every time they heard it, those four notes, da 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 da. They thought, "Yes, we've had a, we've had a victory." So, yes, very, very good. Moving swiftly on. So this is a request put in by the boss. So you've got to keep him happy because, as I've often said, you know, he he will let me come back and play next week if I behave. So who's asked for this one? This is um, pictures at an exhibition by Modest Mazursky. And the movement that the boss has asked for, because there are several movements in that piece, is the Great Gate of Kiev. the big finish there by the Rotterdam Philharmonic Orchestra under Edo de Vart. So yes, the wonderful great gate at Kiev and of course the boss is very happy now. Got to keep him happy because as I say, got to make sure and come back next week and I did not say who had done the, um, who had played so beautifully the uh, fifth of Beethoven, of course it was the Simon Rattle conducting the Vienna Philharmonic. Of course you knew that. (laughs) So um, the William Tell Overture we all know it, don't we? I ought to say this before we go on to that. I ought to say, because we're 17 minutes into the program and I ought to say, you can get in touch <laughs> if you like, oh seven five six five eight two five zero four one or email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk uh, or go on the little box in the, on the website and ping me a little message in there, either which way it'll pop up on my screen and I shall say hi or whatever. So, um, and if you want me to play something, you can, you know throw it in and i'll see if i can squeeze it in into the show and i shall pull out one of mine so going back to the William tell do children i don't know if you know the whole tune and um it's a, it's a tune that you can play in two halves because the first bit of it the first five or six minutes of it is really quite quiet and tuneful and all the rest of it but of course this is the loud end of the show <laughs> or the loud beginning of the show so we're not going to play that bit oh no because once you have all the nice quiet bit and it's all very lovely and beautiful and twinkly and all the rest of it you get this silver away, of course, the Lone Ranger theme, sort of, was, of course, Rossini's William Tell Overture. And that was the Lamoureux Orchestra under Roberto Benzi. Yeah, we all remember that from when we were kids, don't we? <laughs> don't put your bow and arrow away just yet, though. I mean, do I don't think that the show is just thrown together. Well, sometimes it is. But I did think about the bosses giving me that look. I said, don't try and tell your listener that you've been very good about this one. I have. I put, I've put some thought into this. I put thought into every show that I do. <laughs> of course I do. Sometimes admittedly more thought than others. But uh, but yeah, I've definitely did a, a lot of work around this one over the weekend. I put it together on Sunday and I was, yeah, I will put that in there. And then I had uh, William Tell, He of the Bow and Arrow splitting the apple on his son's head and I thought let's keep the bow and arrow thing going let's have a bit more swashbuckling because you can't have too much of that can you (laughs) yeah I'm getting some strange looks from the boss now better behave here we go then something from the movies of course Robin Hood Prince of Thieves I love a bit of swashbuckling, and I'm sure you do as well. That was a great film, wasn't it? Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. I like um, I like Kevin Costner. I rather like um, Morgan Freeman as well. He's brilliant, isn't he? As an actor, I think he's fantastic. And uh, and of course, the the sad loss of Alan Rickman. He completely outclassed everybody in that film. But they always say, don't know that it's very easy, it's easier to play a baddie. Then it is to play the nice guy. And, uh, and I think that's possibly true because you can always pack more in, can't you? He's very good at playing the bad guy, isn't he, Alan Rickman? He's done a few of those. Didn't he do, uh, the die hard movie with, um, who's the guy in the die hard? Bruce, Bruce, um, you know who the guy is? Bruce Watt Willis. Thank you. The boss, see, the boss is f- filling me in. Help me out. Bruce Willis. he was, uh, the first die hard movie he was the baddie and that as well, wasn't he? <laughs> But yeah, I died far too young. And without a fuss, I just think it's... uh, There was him, there were three of them that went at the same time, wasn't there? There was him and there was Victoria Wood and somebody else whose name escapes me. But they literally just, you know, next thing you know, you just knew they, you just heard the sad news that they'd gone without all the fuss and... Some people do like to make a drama out of a tragedy, don't they? But uh, anyway, Alan Rickman, absolutely brilliant. And uh, I loved that film. Bit of swashbuckling. But I tell you who did it then. It was Michael Kamen that wrote the music. And I'm going to say, even though I don't know, that he was conducting the Cinematic Symphony Orchestra because it doesn't say who was conducting the orchestra. So I'm going to say it was Michael Kamen. He what wrote it. And didn't he do a great job? He wrote loads of mu- music for the movies. And I've got more music from the movies a bit later on. And... um some fantasy stuff you know what i'm talking about for those of you that listen to my show on a regular basis yeah yeah we know she's going to play some of that i am sorry to be boring (laughs) but i do like a fantasy film you know i do oh what have we got now oh yes we're going we're going to the ballet We're doing that Danse Angoisse or *Chardas* from Capellia, that wonderful ballet where the doll comes to life. It's wonderful. The Royal Opera House Covent Garden or the orchestra of the Royal Opera House Covent Garden. I'll behave myself and give them the full title under Robert Irving there. I like that ballet. I've got I play three or four pieces from that because it's such a jolly piece. Now, I've only just noticed this (laughs) and having acceded to the boss's request for the great gate of Kiev at the beginning of the show, I noticed that I have another one of his very favourites in here. There's a few that he likes. He likes. um, He likes the steps of Central Age, likes a bit of Borodin, (laughs) but this is not Borodin. This is not Borodin, not this end of the show. So uh, but I know he's going to love this one because it's one of his very favourites from William Walton. The Spitfire, Prelude and Fugue. Oh, I'm getting a big thumbs up. I will probably get a pat on the head as well in a minute. great stuff isn't it Walton's Spitfire Prelude and Fugue and the Boss was loving that the English Northern Philharmonia conducted by Paul Daniel no not Paul Daniels Paul Daniel that must have been really awful for him (laughs) poor chap (laughs) not a lot no 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 we're not going to go there we are not going to go there second of our Holy Trinity now and uh, we've, had, we've had we've had an overture already this evening. Haven't we had yeah, the William Tell overture, but here's another one. This is another one. I, as I keep saying, I have not thrown the show together today. <laughs> On occasion, I do, but not today. And this is I love this one. Um, it's the Magic Flute, the overture for that. By of course Mozart. Thank you. Stuff love love a bit of Mozart. Well, we do because we have it every week. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, I'm not apologising. Actually, no, I'm not apologising. So Charles McCarras there conducting the London Philharmonic Orchestra with that amazing overture from the Magic Flute. So what do we think of the weather then? I know we talk about the weather every week, but honestly, it's a bit sticky today, isn't it? It's been cloudy all day, but pretty sticky, and. It's like, mm, Anyway, hopefully, allegedly tomorrow we might get, we might see a bit of sunshine. I don't mind it being warm when we have the sunshine. I don't like, this is, this is me just, I don't like being warm when the clouds are there. (laughs) Because it's, it makes it a bit moist, doesn't it? It makes it all sort of a bit sticky and horrible. Well, hopefully a bit of sunshine tomorrow. We we live in hope. And apparently, I was looking at the weather forecast. I'll try that again, the weather forecast, (laughs) having a moment. And um, it said, you know, guaranteed, you could tell the day, 3rd of August, 3rd of August, massive heat wave is going to hit the the UK. And I'm thinking, is it? Well, how do they know? (laughs) How do they know? Anyway, apparently, middle of next week, that's it. We're going to be crisps. So... (laughs) make sure you've got your your cream on and everything and you're wearing your hat and all the things that they warn you to do when the sun comes out for more than two minutes. And um, and you have to feel sorry for the people in, 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 um, in Greece and places that have got dreadful heat and fires. And I'm thinking, well, we don't mind if you want to send us a few of your degrees and some of your sunshine, but can you keep the fires bit. But we don't mind if you send us a few of your degrees because it's been pretty chilly in July, hasn't it? So hopefully August... It's going to be better. I mean, June was fantastic, wasn't it? Gorgeous. It, I thought this is it—a nice long hot summer. None of it. Oh, long hot summer wasn't that a song by the Style Council? Yes, it was. And but that's for another show, people. We're we're doing the Happy Classics thing here. Sorry about that. I just drifted off there to a uh, 1980s. I think it was. I loved the Style Council. That was um the guy. The lead singer with the Jam. What was the lead the Jam's name? Paul. Well thank you. Paul. Well, good job. The boss is here. And to be fair, if if Colin, Gavin, even Gavin, I always call him Colin. If Gavin had been here, he would have known. As well. The boss is looking like I'm mad. But in my head, there are certain names that are the same. Colin and Gavin are the same name. And Tom and Dan, also the same name. I'm sorry about that. It's just weird. I can't hold them in my head. Should we, we move on? <laughs> before the boss sacks me even though I've played two of his favourite pieces today here's a piece by Cromart I don't play him very often and I think this is the only one of his I play because it reminds me of a bit bit of Gershwin walking the dog see what you think Sounds a bit like walking the dog at the beginning, doesn't it? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I have once played walking the dog and that piece of chroma back to back so that people could listen to what I was talking about. But having done it before, I don't want to bore you with it. Clarin- clarinet concerto in E flat major, third movement. Mann Berkers was conducting the Nicholas and Nikolaus Estehazy Sinfonia. Who knew? that it being a called after a person. I never knew that. So, what else can we chat about? I don't know. Have you got any ideas? (laughs) I'm I'm feeling a bit tired. I've had uh, I've been looking after two lively children this week, and catching up with my day job in the evening because uh, when you work for yourself, you're you're on duty all day every day, aren't you? Really. So much as I've loved having the little darlings to stay, and we've been swimming and. Walking around mutters more and eating ice cream and doing all the stuff. It's a bit tiring, isn't it, looking after kids? And when you you're sort of when your own kids are in their twenties and they're, they're sort of independent, you forget how um, full on youngsters are. So uh, it's it's been it's been an interesting week, and I've got them again tomorrow, which is fantastic. I do love having youngsters. It, it does keep you young, I have to say, because we, we did all sorts of stuff. We, apart from swimming, I don't let them play on their tech. They bring their they bring their iPads. And I'm going put them down, put them down. So we play this game, this card game called Exploding Kittens. Have you ever played it? It's like Russian roulette with cards. The last person left with an exploding kitten loses. So it's a very, very funny game. Have you played it, Bob? Yeah, the Bob, the boss has played it, so he likes it. And um, and we obviously, when I was a kid, we didn't have too much in the way of entertainment. iPads, and that had not been invented. In fact, we didn't even have a telephone in our house until I was 17. So anyway, so there was a lot of card playing going on. So, of course, I've... T- I've taught these youngsters how to play cards, so their parents don't mind, which is just as well, because it's like a card school in my house and they turn up, so we get the cards out. And what else do we play? Uh, we pl- Oh, do you know what we play today? Tiddlywinks. I know that's going to sound stupid, but the young lad is nine and the, the, the girlie is eleven. Twelve, sorry, twelve. And, uh, but do you know what? It's, it's really weird because we got the, we got the, the, the tiddlywinks out and, ah, oh, they are so competitive. And to see three people, one of the, a, a lady of a certain age and two youngsters grovelling around on the carpet <laughs> playing tiddlywinks. I tell you, it's just, it's the best fun. And, uh, you know, it doesn't cost anything for a box of tiddlywinks. Does it? A quid or something? And we played that for about an hour. <laughs> So honestly, if people say about kids, you no, know, they're they're always you know on their tech, and you can't get them off it. I'm thinking, yeah, but give them something daft to do, like play tiddlywinks, or teach them how to play. You know, we're playing today, blackjack or something uh on new market and just get get the cards out and have a who you know just because you know, I, th- I think adults are just as guilty of you know sticking with their eyes on the tech as the kids are but if you if you can persuade them to put the, the ipad down for a minute and just engage you can have a laugh and we most certainly did so uh and i'm looking forward to another day with them tomorrow and then i shan't have them for a while then which is a shame because the summer is quite busy but it's quite nice to have them all to myself for three days so what have we got now? Oh yes, of course. I love this piece of music. It's Handel's Water Music, and this—I think this is my very favourite piece from that. I think it's the Allegro, the third movement from the Suite Number One, and Trevor Pinnock with the English Concert. He never puts orchestra on the end. Why not? Why isn't it the English Concert Orchestra? I'm stop. I stop waffling. Trevor Pinnock, the English Concert, and my very, very favourite piece of the Water Music, the Allegro. very really jolly that bit, isn't it? I just think that's such a jolly piece of music which is what Happy Classics is all about and there's lots of other happy jolly music on Sid Valley Radio as well so uh, there's something for everyone. I say this every week, I don't mean to bore you but there is really something for everyone. We've got jazz, we've got folk, we've got Gavin does about 93,000 shows a week. He does his, you know, his, his listener's choice. He does his cowboy show like the one before I turned up tonight at eight o'clock. He does, does everything. Bob does his stuff every day. We've got a storyteller. We've got April does a, a big dance show on a Friday night. Honestly, if you, if you're not sure, just go and have a look on our website. And if you can't tune in at the time the show goes off, that's fine because our boss Bob loads everything down to pod, podcast and you can put us in your pocket and take us anywhere. I have I have known people say oh I wash up the dishes when I'm at my my mother's and I listen to you on the Sunday afternoon Denise (laughs) don't you David (laughs) which is very lovely so David's a new listener and he's very very welcome as indeed are you no matter how long you've been listening you are very 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 welcome and it's great to have your company every Thursday night if you like what I do tell your friends if you don't like what I do Tell me. And, uh, you know, well, we, we can always make amends. You know, we can always do things differently. A little, a little tweak here and there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really nice to have you listening. And I know uh, not everybody texts in, and um, but I do get people stop me in the street and sit because it is a small town, isn't it? Saying, oh, I'm so glad you played that piece of music. I really love that one, Denise. And I've got a lovely listener called Pete out in East Anglia. So, Pete, if you're listening tonight and you and the cats I hope you're well and uh, hopefully catch up with you soon. But yeah, I've got listeners all over the country and it it is quite lovely to know that you are there listening. So thank you again. Now, the boss has just left disappeared out of the room which is great because <laughs> i'm going to play something here now it's the concerto grosso right uh but <laughs> there's plenty of concerto grossos out there but this one it's actually known it's, it's from corelli but don't tell the boss. It's, it's the christmas concerto Shh, shh don't say but the, the year is zipping along so fast i was talking to someone today and she was saying gosh where's the year gone so far it's almost august which of course it is And uh, and I said, yeah, it'll be Christmas soon. And of course, I had already put this piece of music in the show. Now, the two pieces I'm going to play, I think second and third movement, they are very short. So I shall play them back to back. Anyway, it doesn't sound like Christmas. But you know, it's not exactly ding dong merrily on high. But this is the Corelli Christmas concerto. Have a listen. off all by itself they're not guilty <laughs> it wasn't me that cut them off at the end they're like that Corelli's mm-hmm. Concerto Grosso and a couple of movements from that and of course uh doesn't sound like Christmas does it but um but it is the Christmas Concerto the Chamber Orchestra of the Moscow Conservatory there and the um the con- the composer not not composed the conductor was Gennady Cherkasov so I was just thinking about that. I was listening to that. And I, 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 as, as you all know, if you listen to my show on a regular basis, I have this, I, I just love Christmas and I start planning Christmas from Boxing Day the year before. And my year has a little bit of a rhythm to it because I do a lot of, I do a lot of Christmas baking and I make my own meat, and I make, uh, Cakes and, uh, stollen and stuff for, for, for gifts. Because when you get to a certain point in your life and people are of an age, you know, particularly adults, what do you give them? They've pretty, pretty much got everything. And most people, they can generally get what they want for themselves, can't they? But there's nothing like some homemade stollen or a Christmas cake or something or homemade, um, mincemeat that, you know, it's, it's quite, I, I like to think that it's, it's well received. So, and I spend half of September, October and November just baking and cooking and stirring up stuff, making my own puddings as well. I'm a complete Noella file. So, um, and I was talking to, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine called Jeremy Green. And, uh, he, he does some of the, um, he, he's, he's the, the, the inventor of some of the software I use in my business, particularly a bookkeeping, a piece of bookkeeping software, which is specific, specific for my, my business. And, uh, and he's Jewish. <laughs> And when he knew that I, he found out that I made, uh, my own Christmas cakes and puddings and he's put an order in for a Christmas pudding. I said, Jeremy, you're Jewish. What are you doing? He goes, I don't care. He says, we Jews. He says, we, we, we're very good with that. He said, we, we don't mind if anybody else wants to celebrate their own thing, but we'll, en- we'll enjoy it as well. <laughs> so, uh, for the first time this year, I should be making a Christmas pudding and sending it to my friend, the Jewish Jeremy in Manchester. <laughs> Which I think is great, isn't it? Because, you know, and there's, there's people that would say it's cultural appropriation. How very dare, you know, a Jewish person, you know, leap on the back of a, a Christian festival. But it doesn't matter, does it? It's just food. It's just fun. And, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that somebody thinks that it's a great idea to, to put an order in for their Christmas pudding, regardless of the faith that they have. And if any Hindus or Muslims or anybody else out there would like a Christmas pudding, let me know. <laughs> I'll make you one. You'll love it. Okay, what else have we got now? Um, ah, now we—I have sung this. Uh, this is a piece of choral music. Uh, have I got anything else choral in here tonight? I don't think I do. I haven't done too much choral recently. I think it's because uh, we're, we're on our break, aren't we, from um, the Choral Society and uh, till September. And um, and of course, we'll be doing plenty of Christmas music there because it is that time of the year. It is that term where we'll be doing Christmas stuff. Uh, but this is a piece of music we sang a little while back. Now I think before the lockdown. Oh, shouldn't shouldn't discuss that. We've all moved on, haven't we? Or maybe not. And this is um, a piece of music from the Seven Poems of Robert Bridges, but it was uh, Gerald Finzi that did it. And it's a gorgeous little piece of music. It's only one and a half minutes long, but we we sang it almost a cappella, if, if I remember rightly. And this is the Finzi Singers under Paul Spicer singing a very uplifting piece of music called My Spirit Sang All Day. Hey, I hope yours does. last line there thou art my joy and that was uh, written by gerald Finzi for his wife whose name was guess what that would be joy so yeah it's just a beautiful little song isn't it and if if i had been um joy Finzi and my husband had written that song for me about how wonderful it was to have her in his life then that i would have been absolutely thrilled by that 90 seconds of pure well you well what's the word for husband loving his wife he's uh not 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 usually. that's but it sounds like uxorious that's right he's very uxorious isn't he joel finzer obviously adored his wife and wrote that beautiful song for her right what have we got now oh i think we've got our third and final um member of our holy trinity bit of bark symphony concertante Bye. So, for those of you that know you bark, you'll know that was JC bark and not JS. So, one of the boys, one of his sons, and he had 18 children, didn't he bark? And a couple of them were pretty good following in dad's footsteps doing the old uh, comp- composition, the composing. David Watkins there conducting the Academy of Ancient Music. And that was our last Holy Trinity member. So, no more Holy Trinity for you because they've all been in. I did promise you a bit earlier on the show that I would have some music, more music from the movie. So I've got two back to back here. I will sort of announce them in between because I'm going run them both together. But, uh, they're master of, um, Film music. And how many, how many Oscars has he won? About three million? <laughs> I think it's 52, isn't it? You'd die, wouldn't you? If you, if you'd written a score for a film and you'd known that John Williams had written a score for another film that year, you wouldn't even bother turning up at the Oscars, would you? Cause you'd know who was going to get it. Anyway, here we go. Um, Harry's Wondrous World. I told you I like my fantasy. and We've got fantasy back to back here from, of course, the Harry Potter movies. John Williams, who else? Music to make you feel like you can fly. <laughs> Harry's Wondrous World, there from John Williams, and he was conducting a studio orchestra from the film Harry Potter, and they called it the Sorcerer's Stone because, because the Americans couldn't cope with Philosopher. So, but it was the book was Philosopher's Stone, but the film was the Sorcerer's Stone. Hey ho. So we've got, uh, this is a breaking of the fellowship now from Howard Shaw from that amazing trilogy of movies by Peter Jackson. Well, obviously the books were by Tolkien, but Peter Jackson brought them to life, didn't he? In a way that Tolkien could never have imagined. He never wanted the film, a film to be made of the books because he couldn't, he couldn't see that, um, they would ever be able to show what was in his head. And you can understand that because back in the day when he, when he wrote the books, you know, Cinema was pretty, it was, it was just, live action was just people, wasn't it? We didn't have all the CGI and everything that we do now. I have to say, Peter Jackson did a fantastic job of that. And um, and I've still got the box set. <laughs> still get it out on occasion.
1: <laughs>
0: Hey-ho. Um, but yeah, here we go. The road ever go, goes ever on, which is part of the breaking of the fellowship, from Howard Shaw, from The Lord of the Rings. just beautiful, isn't it? Howard Shaw did a fantastic job with the score on those movies. And uh, he was himself conducting a studio orchestra for that piece of music from the Fellowship of the Ring. Part of the breaking, sh- breaking of the Fellowship. Easy for me to say not. Bit of Haydn now. And um, this is his the symphony known as The Miracle Uh, but it's Symphony 96 and the Oregon Symphony Orchestra under Carlos Kalmer are going to play it for us the miracle of course was the fact that uh, during the performance um, a chandelier fell from the the ceiling of the auditorium but because everybody had moved to the front to be near the stage to see the orchestra nobody was of course hurt which was the miracle in question anyway the miracle is that we're all here on the planet and enjoying some music so let's carry on Finished there by the Oregon Symphony Orchestra under Carlos Carmel with the wonderful Symphony Number no. 96, The Miracle. He wrote 104, didn't he, and He did not put it out. He was busy. He was very busy. Uh, dialing it down a bit now. This is a great piece of music. Um, nobody make, paints a picture like Debussy when it comes to music. And uh, he wrote, sorry, I'm going to not Debussy all, but D begins with a D, Delius, my apologies. His Florida Street Suite when he went to uh, work in America is just a wonderful piece of music, four different pieces of music uh, that he wrote there. And this is gorgeous. It's, it sounds like what it is. Just imagine yourself lying on a riverbank, with dappled sunshine coming through a willow tree or something. But this is uh, By the River from Delius. It's just gorgeous, isn't it? The Ulster Orchestra there, conducted by Vernon Handley with Frederick Delius's Florida Suite by the River. We've got out in the garden. Let's do that. It might be dark, but let's go anyway. Debbie Wiseman wrote this beautiful uh, suite of music, didn't she, for uh, the glorious garden, isn't it? And uh, we've got Myrtle from that. I do believe Alan Titchmarsh punctuated each piece of music with uh, a poem. We're not doing the poem. We're just doing the music. beautiful isn't it debbie wiseman herself was conducting the national symphony orchestra with the piece she penned myrtle i can't think of most we, we just had that piece of harry potter didn't we a minute ago and there was moaning myrtle wasn't there in the was it the second or third episode i can't remember but moaning myrtle but there was nothing moaning about that myrtle just beautiful just beautiful I don't see Tchaikovsky very often at this end of the show, the quieter end of the show, because <laughs> we normally get the big star and the big finish from him, don't we? But this is his Pathétique. I don't know, Beethoven, uh, Beethoven did a Pathétique, but this is um Tchaikovsky's Symphony Number no. 6, known as his Pathétique. And Valery Gergiev is going to conduct the Marinsky Orchestra in the second movement of that. I very nearly crashed the last chord of that piece of music. So delightful. So, so delightful. Oh, gosh. We've got 30 seconds to go. And so I'm just going to say goodnight because I haven't got any time to play any more music and I've got had two other pieces lined up. <laughs> Never mind. All I'll say is thank you for joining me this evening. Oh, no, I've got three minutes to go. Oh, The, the boss, the clock's gone wrong. Ooh, I am going to play another piece of music. I'm hoping this is right because I think the clocks are wrong in the studio because one clock is telling me I've got nine seconds to go and another one is telling me I've got three minutes to go. So I don't know. I'll have a word with the boss. I'm going to play this piece of music and then and this will be the last piece of music. It's from Ennio Morricone, a final piece of music from the movies. And it's uh, Cinema Paradiso. So I hope you enjoy this one. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have... I do hope you'll join me next Thursday at 8 o'clock on Sid Valley Radio for more happy classics. Good night.